Hello and welcome to Jerry Anderson, Heroes and Villains. Stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Each episode, we'll choose at random a story from an Anderson show ranging from Fireball XL5 to Terrorhawks. I think this frequency should be put on priority monitoring. We'll then look at the hero and villain of the tale, discuss any behind the scenes, actor information, and I'm sure numerous tallies. Shadow control to all stations. We have a red alert. Repeat, condition is red. And at the end, crucially, we're going to vote for them. Stand by for action. Well, hello and welcome to episode three of this here new show. And um, we're talking Thunderbirds. And uh, as I say, with the first two and now, now and then onwards. Um, my first question to you will be, what's your first memory of the show? And I think you're going to be like me from now on in until we, we're older and, you know, Space 1999 era. It's the merchandise that I first remember. Yeah, I. This is this is a show like Doctor Who that I can't remember a time before it, um, and I can't remember. I, I must have watched it because of, of the Anderson shows. This was this was probably. I, I think it's safe to say this is the most popular, not amongst fans or anything, like that, but a general public. Mm-hmm. If you said name a Jerry Anderson show, if they knew who the hell he was, they would go, oh, Thunderbirds. Or if yeah. you say to them Thunderbirds, they'll do the puppet walk. They'll probably say, yes, the lady. Um, or stutter. Yeah, or stutter. In a comedic way. Everyone knows this. And I, I remember as a kid, because I remember I had a, a broken version of the um, Thunderbird 2 dinky um, with the legs snapped off, as they all seemed to be when we were kids. Um, I remember having the... Um, Century Twenty One Thunderbird One toy and Thunderbird Three toy, uh, the the Kellogg's figures had loads oh, that, of them. That's the memory yeah. that I remember the most. Yeah, the, um, yeah. And I remember playing with these, and I had a Pelham puppet as well. I think it was. Oh, wow. It was one of the Tracy boys. I don't think it was one of the better ones. <laughs> it was probably John. Um, <laughs> and I remember cutting the strings off and using him as an action man, but he was very very limp. Yeah, um, but yeah, this was always everyone knew it. Uh, my family obviously used to talk about it, um, but they it must have been on telly. But certainly when it was on telly, when I remember it before the nineteen eighties revival, um, it was always it was one of those shows where it was always oh, it's the one with yeah, you know, it, you know, it's the one with the alligators. Oh, it's the one with the crab logger. Uh, so it was it was always a <laughs> an event show. Um, but yeah, I always loved it. Always part of my childhood. Um, I remember as well, you know, when when video rental libraries started up, and I went to the one in Cowley Road, and they had Countdown to Disaster, the the uh, compilation yeah, tape, and it was I just had that. magical. I think they were the least messed about with of all the the Anderson ones because there's obviously no lasers to put on them and that. Mm. Um, but I remember also missing the music on it because that, that's another thing. It's like, I thought you would honestly start this episode with the five, four, three, two, one, and everyone knows the music, don't they? I, I couldn't do that. Right. And no. the reason I couldn't do that is, you know, that opening with Jeff doing the five, it's, it's something about the way 
if you if if somebody asks you to 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 do the opening five four three two one, yeah. you just go five four three two one. But it's the way he draws five. out he, five four. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. But that merchandise thing, I mean, that can totally. Yeah, I'm I'm vague as to you know if I watched them the first yeah. initial run. Um, I know that I watched it when they were on in the seventies. I've got a charming photo that I'll put up on Facebook of me and my brother and sister sat on the floor, cross-legged, all upright and looking rather smart. I think we were going out somewhere, and on our God awful seventies TV in the background. There is, there are a couple of puppets, and I've always thought oh, that that was Stingray. But I'm thinking it's a couple of bearded guys. Right. I'm thinking it's Thunderbirds. That, that those puppets look too. That, that that they're not as caricatured as well, Stingrays. If you, if you put it up on the Facebook site, one of our eagle-eyed listeners will tell you not only what episode it's from, what the character names are, yeah. and. Uh, what what you were eating for tea that night? Isn't that spooky? It would have that been oops, in that photo it? of yeah. me. I look I, I look like I'm about ten. Yeah. So that's about seventy two. That those two people on the TV eventually we will be talking about yeah. on a podcast at some point. Little, and there's there's the little ten year old me. Can you imagine with them. going to little ten year old you leaning in the window and saying one day one day kid, my boy. <laughs> yeah. One day my boy, you'll be yeah. doing a podcast. And he'll go. What's a podcast, sir? And get out of my house! I'm getting me dad. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's I mean, Jimmy Savile all over again. So I, I can date definitely from when I was about ten watching yeah. it. But yeah, the merchandise, apart from the dinky toys, the dinky toys were around up until the late seventies, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, I think uh, the the hot, since it, it was wasn't it one of their staples. It was like Thunderbird mm. Two was around right till Dinky yeah. went belly up. Yeah. So you could, I can remember seeing it in toy shops very late in the day in that awful blue and black mm. version. Um, but yeah, it's really, and then I, I remember when. Um, it became popular again and massively popular in the eighties. Mm. Uh, just phenomenally successful, and suddenly all you could get all of the model kits that we'd lusted after yeah. as, as uh, kids. You could get all. They had new figures, new toys. Tracy Island. Yeah. Um, it was magical time again. Yeah, yeah. But the original run of merchandise. I mean, things like you know the Sugar Smacks plastic figures. You know that's only a finite amount of time that they would have been available. And I know that I knew all about Thunderbirds because yeah. I can remember wanting certain... Um, yes, nobody wanted yeah. our, our, our subject of today, John Tracy. Everybody wanted, yeah. you know, Virgil and Scott and Brains and Parker. And I think you've said before that your parents were far more liberal than my mum in yeah. that when you got a box of cereal and there was a plastic figure inside, you were allowed to dig it out yeah, immediately. Yeah, dig it out. My mum wouldn't allow that. We would choke on it or something. No, no. My mum wanted us to wait. Yeah. We had to eat our way down to it. And then there would be a fight between me and my brother as to who would have the figure. No, that's not fair. It would, it, I think we operated on a very uh, sort of egalitarian system where it you took it in turns. Me and my brother Tony took it in turns. So if you had, if you had one this week, the next time, he had it time right. after that. You, very, very fair. Okay. None, of, none of this uh, law of the jungle that you had. <laughs> law of the flies style. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as usual, you know, it's the very first episode of Thunderbirds yep. we're going to talk about today. And, uh, yeah, we had to choose a subject. Now, of course, 
the the adversary, the villain of this tale, is the hood. Yes. But we can't really talk about the hood right from the get-go. Um, he will, you know, feature, he'll yeah. be our subject further down the line. So I was thinking about old Bob Meddings, you know, a, yeah. a, a potential hero. But no, I decided, let, let's talk about John Tracy. Let's, yeah. for our very first hero of this show, let's talk about one of the Tracy brothers. And I thought we'd talk about John because... I think there's only what one episode. There's only one story where he's not up on Thunderbird Five. Yeah, I remember. There's there's one where he comes out because he used to <coughs> swap places, didn't he, with uh, Alan? Usually, hmm. um, I can't remember whether Scott ever. Ended I think up up Scott there. was up there in one. Yeah. But that 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 raises the question: If Scott's up in Thunderbird Five, who pilots Thunderbird One? I suppose John is there. I mean, that could mean that John is the most uh, valuable of all the Tracy boys in that he's got to cover everyone. He's the most valuable boy, but you shove him up in space for yeah, most, well, well, <laughs> most valuable, of the year. But fucking boring. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's why I thought yeah. we would uh, we, we would get him out of the way yeah. first. No, named after John Glenn, of course. They were all, all the boys yeah. were named after um, American astronauts, weren't yes, they? Yes, yeah. Which, oh, yeah. It's a nice touch, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's crack on. Let's get into the meat of this uh, story then, shall we? Yes. Fireflash, now one mile from threshold. Start tracking. Mobile control. FAB. Fireflash, 500 yards from threshold. Airspeed, 120 knots. Increase to 105. 105. FAB. Trapped in the sky, starting off with those credits, you know. Yeah, um, and again, we, we sort of said each time that Anderson and his gang hone their skills. They don't they don't just stop and settle and go, we've reached what we're doing, we'll do another one. Everything is a learning experience. And this, again, is a, another stellar step forward from Stingray. And isn't it um, fabulous? It's, you know? it's, just a, it's amazing. It looks... It looks a million dollars. I know this was an expensive show, but it wasn't sort of American uh, budgeted. Um, it was still it was high for a UK show, especially a UK um, sort of early evening family show. Uh, but 
it looks amazing. It just I, you couldn't do it now. No. And it's a stroke of genius that the first yeah. thing you see are your five star vehicles. That's yeah. your hook, isn't it? Because that's but, what everybody yeah, was more, into. More, more than any other Anderson show, I think, this is this is about the vehicles, isn't oh, it? Oh, the, the vehicles are the stars, I think, of Thunderbirds. You've got uh, and, some great characters, but yeah. the, the vehicles are yeah, amazing. Yeah, vehicles. Because so far, up to now, we've had one star vehicle. You might get a guest vehicle that's quite good, like the Terrorfish. But it's about the named vehicle. You know, Supercar, Stingray, Fireball XL5. This is about an ensemble of vehicles, which means you're suddenly in that position where you can have favorites. Mm. You can just, you know, you can discuss with your friends, which, which vehicle's best, which best pilot, which thing. And, and every vehicle is, is great in its own way and really well designed. But I love these opening credits. So, so iconic that you, you you've got the number and then, and it zooms yeah. out to show the craft and the same on the end credits where it shows a little close-up picture and then spins out. It spins to show. it round, yeah. I love that as a kid. I just thought it was so it's clever. Genius. Yeah, it's genius. It's absolute genius. genius. Yeah, Who because did the titles? I'm not sure. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Was it the same person each time? Because they, they're brilliantly done. You know, you have the 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and then you have the montage, yep. you know, um, which, you know, is going to become uh, a staple of some yep. of the Jerry Anderson shows. Because that's what you want as a kid. Like we, we, I think we mentioned this before. Well, if not, we certainly mentioned it on outside of this uh, this podcast. That At the time, you might have had the Radio Times, TV Times, but you didn't know what an episode would be about. Nope. You might have a title. but th- So this was great because you could see straight away, ah, it's the one I love. It's this one. The one uh, with. The one with. So clever. Yeah. So and, and once Hooked we've you. had that montage, yeah. we have the music, don't yes. we? And as soon as that music starts, I'm in a happy place. You know, this I'm is, that little yeah. ten-year-old. This is the, um, this is music that has has sort of become bigger than the program. Really, it's gone into it? culture, yeah. hasn't it? Everyone knows it. Um, it. It's also it's it's a, it's a uh, a piece of music that a military band can play with ease. So well, they did get, it down yeah. deal down at deal, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just outside Dover here for Thunder. Was it Thunderbird Six at the end where you've yeah, actually got it. the mid- yep. my 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 um, my aunt's husband? So technically, yep. my uncle. He was in the military band. He was based at Deal. He could oh, have right. possibly he could, he been, might have been playing on it. Yeah. Been playing on it. Yeah. You know that that weird note that's wrong in it, yeah. where you're listening, going, "That guy's out of tune." As your uncle mate. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't say in those opening credits uh, when we get to see, you know, all the vehicles and the pilots. John Tracy is is designated space monitor. Yes, he he's the equivalent of an answering machine because mm. he's he, ostensibly he's the most important member of International Rescue in a sense, isn't he? Because he's up there. This is this is before we had worldwide communications. Um, it, it, for being set in, is it 2069, wasn't it? 100 years. Yes. yes. 2066, 100 years yes, ahead. Yes, that's right. Uh, which is really clever, but it, in reality, it's 1960s technology. So there was no personal communication in Well, there wasn't much in the way of satellites, really. No, that, that's what I mean. Not yeah, there was, the, there was no worldwide. If you wanted to talk to America, you had to book a line on the undersea trunk, which mm. cost a fortune. So the idea of having 
this orbiting space station monitoring radio signals from all over the world. Not entirely sure how it worked, you know, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> it's on one side after all. But this this is a, a work of genius. I don't know what he does up there. It doesn't look very He looks big. out the window. Yeah. Well, he was an astronomer, wasn't he? I suppose he had to be. What, <laughs> what else could you do? But, Dad, I like being underwater. Get up in the spaceship. Um, so, so, yeah, he, he's the most important link because he listens for someone to say, uh, I need help. Mm. And then he sets everything in motion in the most time-consuming and least... Uh, viable way by giving his dad a phone call. Mm. Uh, all right, dad, uh, there's an emergency on the other side of the world. Um, but he, he's very busy. Um, he must be just listening to everything. Mm. Does he speak multiple languages? Does he understand them? Yeah. Is he listening to, like, because International Rescue, five white boys yeah. um, protecting America and the UK. If he gets a, a distress message from like Egypt, you go. Wonder what they're on about. Yeah, they sound like they're in trouble, but I have no idea. Of course, yes. In this yeah. show, everybody speaks, everybody English. speaks English. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we go to the Hood space. Yes, this nice model. For some reason, he lives in a temple. We steer dangerously close to our racism, casual racism. Because we have, what what do we call it, Eastern music. Yeah, the the equivalent of playing... Yeah, it's very close, Uh, but I don't think it garners a point, but it's close. I I think it pulls back enough. Um, It's interesting that uh, he's got... So the hood appears, um, and he's got a statue of his brother... Yeah, Keanu. It looks nothing like him, does it? Doesn't look anything like him. Who sculpted that? Is my question. I don't know. Is it the yeah. hood? And what's the what's the deal here? Because I imagine all of this is added in, isn't it? Uh, for to make because we should mention that the the original these were originally made as half hour episodes like Stingray, yep. but uh, Lou Gray looked at them and went, "They're far too good." We this is a feature film, yes. yes. Yeah. And and I'm guessing <laughs> he wants it an hour because if it's yeah. an hour, you've got more advert breaks, therefore yes. you have more revenue yeah. coming in. Yeah, money. Um, so I imagine a lot of this is is added in afterwards. But so you've got the hood, whose brother is Kirano. Yes, I called him Kirano earlier. Imagine that. Imagine Kirano as John Wick. <laughs> I just cut his strings, he'd be knackered. Um, so he's the brother of him, but he's also got some sort of psychic hold. I don't understand this no. this psychic thing. I don't understand his glowing eyes either. No, I mean it's a good effect, but yeah, why why does his eyes glow? Is he a mutant? Is what is what is the hood's deal? I don't think we ever find out anything about the hood, do we? And it never goes anywhere that these no. these are brothers. No, it's almost instantly dropped. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a duff storyline. Um, but all we get is he he can he can enter his brother, who, uh, mm. um, causing him much pain, understandable. Uh, but nothing happens to it. It's very very strange. And we learn that this is sort of uh, not only plot building, but it's exposition, is it? Because we learn the hood is one of those villains that talks to himself. Yes, which is quite good. So he explains what he's doing. Then it cuts to. Um, uh, Kirano and Jeff Tracy, and we learn that Jeff Tracy is uh, plowing money into Kirano because Jeff Tracy is a one of those billionaire philanthropists, likes to help people. Um, so it's all good little 
it's all it's all building the world, isn't it? Yeah, but it's all a bit dodgy. Yeah. This because well, before I say about the thing that I consider dodgy, this the hood's talking to himself, right? Yes. Yeah. Carano is his brother. Yep. All right. He wants, and because he's talking to himself, he says he wants to know the secrets of international rescue. Yeah. But they haven't, haven't started yet. Yeah, who haven't started yet. So how does he know? And how does he know yeah. his brother works for what would international have been, rescue? What would have been better? Have him be brother of brains. Yeah. Therefore, he knows I've got a psychic link with brains. I can see that this millionaire draft Tracy is plowing money into my brother. He should be giving money to me. Yep. Yeah. How does he know about international rescue? A top secret organization. And S. Kirano is a bit of a blabber. Well, at family gathering. I think he is because he's, he says that he knows that his brother lives among them. And because he's got morals has refused to help the hood. So they must have had a conversation about it. The hood has yeah. talked to his brother at some point and said, yeah, you know, Can who you are you working that? for? Because weirdly, they don't look alike. But the, the hood's there going, get out of my brother. It is I'm going dangerously into a racist accent here. Uh, it's Christmas. Tell me the secrets of your new boss, Jeff Tracy. Uh, I'm not doing Carano. He's far too close to uh, a yeah, yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. Chinese accent. Um, and he goes, uh, no, I'm not going to tell you. But Carano at no point says to Jeff, who's giving him money, yeah. taking him in, educated his daughter... Well, this is the dodgy yeah. bit because the yeah. inference is I've given your daughter a decent education in America. Therefore, you're my slave. Therefore, you're my slave, you yeah. know. And, yeah, and she's had a European vacation. We can um, always cut that work permit, Carano, if you yeah. don't clean me underwear. Um, but but why doesn't – so so Carano presumably, even though he disappears very quickly – Presumably, he's like, he's about, he knows what the traces are doing. He's taken a bit yeah. of an interest. And every week, Jeff goes, this bald-headed Asian fella's causing us trouble, boys. And Karani don't go, it's me brother, mate. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's Johnny. I think Johnny we're going to have to reevaluate yeah. old Kirano as we yeah. go through. I think he's, a, he's, he's, he's a, either a coward, thick as a brick. <laughs> There's something wrong with him, isn't there? He just wants to get his daughter married off to, to Alan. Alan. Oh. She could do better. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we go to London Airport. I yes, love the fact that it, yeah, at that time when the, these were being made, you only had London Airport. London None Airport. of this Heathrow yeah. Gatwick business. Didn't need any of that rubbish. You just had one. Slap just bang in the middle. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, when, pe- when you say Tintin, do you think of uh, this Tintin? Or I think of the other the, Tintin. The slightly Nazified um, yeah. reporter. Um, yeah, I I think of the other Tintin. Yeah. Was he big? I, I'm trying to think, was he big at the time? It's got to be a coincidence. Yeah, do you reckon it's just a coincidence? It's an unusual name, isn't it? Tintin. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, dangerously close to a yeah. little bit racist voicing. Yeah, yeah but um, we'll, we'll let it pass, though. We'll let it pass, but there is one moment of pure sexism, isn't there, involving Oh, that's coming up. Tintin, but before yeah. that, we see the fire flash. Yeah, the lovely fire time. flash. Great design. It's beautiful, isn't it? I, yeah. I love the fact that you've got the cockpit in the tail and you've got the lounge Passengers in, in the, the wings. wings. Yeah. <laughs> that's someone not really understood blueprints, isn't it, that's built that. That's it's just like, where, incredible. Where are, you, where are you putting the seats? In the wings. Where are you putting the fuel? Uh, it's nuclear. 
It's nuclear, yeah. yeah. I love the fact that you can be sitting there, you know, yeah. quaffing your cocktail, looking out the window, and then a seagull comes along and gets splattered across your, yeah. your window. I, I you have know? a very big question about Fireflash as well when we get to the, uh, the, the, the problem, you know, when they, when they need rescuing. I have a big question about All the, right. the viability of Fireflash as a commercial airliner. Okay. All right. Well, we see Tintin. For the first time, and we yes. know she's important because you know we we hear from the music that she must yeah. be important, and she's called Tintin Carano. Yeah. So that means so that Car- Carano is the surname. Yeah. So the hood must be Hood Carano. Uh, hood Carano. By the way, why is he called the Hood? Uh, I don't know because he wears, wears masks. I did notice for the first time that all round his brother's statue are all of his masks. Oh, I, I never were, noticed that. Yeah, I thought they were severed heads. So that's a bit. Gruesome as well. Oh, it's his masks on helmet on headstands. Yeah, all his disguises. We have to remember round, round, that for when yeah. we do a hood episode. Yeah, but, so but that also means that Jeff Tracy is calling his man. slave yeah, by the surname. That's a bit dodgy, isn't it? It is. It At is. least learn his first name. Yeah, the hood is never called the hood on screen. The no, hood no, is no. just called the hood in scripts and things like that. But I don't know why. It's because he, he is a bad guy and he's the hood, isn't he? That's it. Like I say, I don't think it was ever meant to be his name in the programme. Yeah. It's like Perils of Penelope Pitstop. The yeah, Hooded yeah. Claw never wore a hood. No. So why he was he mask, called the Hooded yeah. Claw? Yeah, he had that rubbish mask, but he wore his glasses over the top of it. Yeah. Well, so you I could still well, see it was her fair. evil uncle. Yeah. That's why us glasses wearers can never be villains. No. It just doesn't work. No. Or Robin. I couldn't or be Robin. Robin. No. No. Um, and <laughs> we get mentioned from that stewardess talking to Tintin. Yeah. And here we go. I think this is the very first time. I don't think it happens in Stingray, but it definitely happens from Thunderbirds onwards. The the threat of, of uh, atomic power. Yes. Uh, I think that the assumption was in the 60s that, that atomic power would be used for everything. Yes. So they actually mentioned, don't they, that Tintin is sure lucky in the, the the first atomic-powered jetliner. Yes. Also, it's, how can it be a jetliner when it's atomic-powered? Atomic-powered mm. jets, is it? I don't, yeah. know how the, I don't know how atomic <laughs> power is going to work on this. But my, my question here, we might as well do it now. So, we learn later on that uh, the Hood plants a bomb. Yes. Nicely marked bomb. Auto-bomb uh, detonator auto unit bomb, yeah. and auto-bomb explosive unit. Yeah, he tape, tapes it to uh, the undercarriage so they can't <laughs> ever land. So they've got to stay in the air. And the big the big dilemma they, they say is um, uh, we've only got two hours before the passengers start to become deadly irradiated <laughs> by the nuclear power. Two hours! This is a, a plane that flies from New York to London, which they, they're saying they're going at super speeds. Yeah. But what happens if there's what happens if they've the airport's busy? Yeah. Or what happens if the if the uh, weather's bad? Yeah, the weather's like. bad. So they can only use they can only stay aloft for two hours. Well, he says before... they can stay aloft for six months, but within two hours, yeah, the shielding yeah. needs repairing or replacing. I, this doesn't seem a good design. I wouldn't go up in one. No. Also, it appears that they can house about eight passengers. But this goes with the unpopulated Jerry Anson world, isn't it? Every time we see any city or anything in any of the Jerry Anson shows, there's never any populace about. Yeah, but the only passengers you see are those in that lounge. That must be first, first class. class. Yeah. All the plebs are in the 
regular. You reckon part the, fr- of the, the pro was the pro was down next to the shielding? Yeah, rowing. And there's a big clock. Yeah, there's a big <laughs> clock on the wall, and it's ticking. It's saying that you have ten minutes before your gonads are shriveled. They might be yeah. all dead. You never see in the rest of, true, of, yeah. of of the plane, do you? You only see no, no. in the lounge. And when it all starts happening, and when all the tension, uh, um, you know, starts up, you never cut back to Tintin or any of the no. people looking worried, do you? No, no, there's never any. Um, there's never any stock shots of of uh, panicking passengers and that. No, nope, no. Nope. You know, they. I think they would all take it in their stride, wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, I, so we're all going to die from radiation poison. Let's have another stiff drink. up a lip. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass me the cocktails. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the padding that they had to do, you know, to make it uh, an hour yeah. long, is uh, part of that. Is the uh, fire flashes takeoff because that's quite a yes. lengthy sequence. Quite lengthy. Yeah, I do like these sequences because because they've they've padded it out. We get lots and lots of 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 pointless but world building stuff so we get the takeoff is in a you know is is almost real time mm. um and it, it, it's really good it builds it up it does drag a little bit but fire flash is such an interesting sort of design i do i do like it yeah um and we once they've taken off uh i, I do like that the one of the pilots says to the other one i'm gonna go back and say hello to the passengers and it's like oh it's only because you fancy that Red hot dolly bird. That's I wrote here. it down for Baton. I'm going to have a word with the passengers. Passenger or passenger? I saw her too. She's kind of cute. Is does this go on the, uh, the dodgy so. tally? Yeah, yes, dodgy. I think you're right. I yeah. think that's that's one point for that. Yeah, outright sexism. Um, when when the fire flash takes off, we go to the smaller model of the fire flash, and it yes. is unfortunate watching on Blu-ray on my big TV that the smaller model of the fire flash, the uh, cockpit windows are just like white squares. Yeah, they're they're just painted on, aren't they? Or stuck yes. on? They're yeah. not clear, and there's no interior. Um, yeah, we we'll get used to that. I think going forwards, that that there's always a couple of different scales of model, isn't there? Yeah. You got the long shot, which is very, very undetailed. Um, but again, it's it's, it's a nice. I do like he he's perfected flying in Thunderbirds. Yeah, you know the the. I say he, of course, we're talking probably Derek Meddins and not Co, Jerry Anderson. Yeah, yeah. but <clears throat> the generic he for Jerry Anderson. Yeah, the the flying sequences, landing, rolling runways, just absolutely perfection i think absolutely especially at the end of this story yes um but before we get there we've i I find it hilarious that the uh, the hood goes to a red telephone box so there's still red telephone boxes in 2066 he calls the control power tower to say what he's going to do he switched it to sound only but he's still got his mask on and he takes his mask off after he's made the phone call but it's sound only Why, why why does he wait and take his mask off afterwards. Perhaps he doesn't trust it. Perhaps he thinks that the police could uh, hijack and because he, he's looking at a camera. The fact that it's not telling you it's recording don't mean to say it isn't. If I was the police, I'd have it recording all the time. Yeah, I do like the fact that he uh, he makes the terrorist phone call because that's what the hood is in this, isn't it? He's yes. a terrorist. Uh, he makes the phone call from just outside <laughs> the airport. So, mm, okay, rub salt in the wounds, why don't I, you? I always, always love the fact yeah. that the hood's masks always look exactly the same. Yes, yeah, they're well. just a lump of latex. Um, interesting, though, they they sort of go, um, 
it, you know, is he genuine? Is he joking? So they have the plane fly over, <laughs> and they use the uh, the X-ray uh, gun that is built into the. How often do they have to do this? It, it, it yeah, you know, yeah. But before that, we've got more padding. We have more padding. Yeah. We, we we see all these beautiful emergency vehicles oh, yes. coming oh, out of their little silos. Um, they're really nifty. And uh, we get a terrific model shot of the Firefly from above, looking down onto the Firefly yeah. with the uh, the ground below that. You know, yeah, that's, those, that's those really rolling, well done. Those rolling uh, sort of scenes, it really good. It really gives you a sense that, that this is a plane flying over. Yep. And then we have space music as we yep. leave Earth and we cross this blue, sparkly space to see Thunderbird 5 for yes. the first time. The and first, again... The first Thunderbird we see. Yep. And I love the way that this is a secret organisation, but they label everything. Who yes. is going to see the writing that says Thunderbird 5 on the I side? Know, yeah. Because we when we cut inside, we can see they put a lot of effort to put in that on the windows. Yeah. Uh, but... It's like, is John reading it? What's going on? Yeah, who, who's who's going to read this and doc? It is Alan, such a thicky <laughs> that when he goes up there, he might look and go, is that our spaceship? Yeah. <coughs> but you've said, I think it was last time, that it is a stroke of genius that everything is labelled yes, in the Jerry Anderson shows because then you don't have to explain anything. No. It says Thunderbird 5, therefore you know that is Thunderbird 5. Yeah. Same as the bomb earlier. You know yeah. that's a bomb because it says that it's a bomb. Yeah, I mean, to us, it looks like an empty bean can mm. <laughs> with the same ridges. But yeah, it's it's very clever shorthand filmmaking because everything's labelled. You know exactly what's happening. You don't have to... I think even the X-ray gun in the airport had a, a, label, a label on it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we see John with his uh, high-technology reel-to-reel tape recorders. Just looking out the window, looking as out I the window. say. Yeah, just yeah. going... Oh. Yeah. Jerry only, Anderson only said he, 89 days. <laughs> Jerry Anderson said he didn't like him. He he thought yeah. he was deadly boring, and it was you know, good to stick him up in that space yeah, station. Which I think is probably a little bit of a joke on Jerry's part, because you know what, Jerry, he's not real, and you created him. Yeah, you could have made him interesting, yeah, given uh, him something to do. Are you aware of this uh, theory as to um, why he's up there? Uh, the, what the, in the, in 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 story theory or what what why he uh, out of all the brothers is up there uh well i part of me would like to think he's probably got a major in communications or something well no there's this theory that he's actually gay and that's why he's up there and that's why he's got a pink sash uh, is that so is jeff partaking in some sort of conversion therapy maybe i don't Let's know see you get some action up there eh, john I think some people um, just think a bit nah, I think, <laughs> oddly. Yeah. Mm. Also, I for for any issues you might have with Jerry Anderson, the man, I don't think he had a racist or homophobic. No, no. This is this is fans being odd. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you say he, John himself, which is weird as well because literally before 1920. Pink was for boys and blue was for yes, girls. It yeah. was reversed, so yeah. how does that work? Mm. Um, you say that he's listening out for a distress call, but it's not. Yeah. It seems to be the computers or the he's machines listening out, yeah. are listening out, I guess, for keywords like trouble yeah. or disaster. And then that set, sets that big red light flashing, and that's when John has to have a listen. Yes. 
yeah, he goes over and you got to have a human being in the mix somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. So he has. I do like that he's going. He's sort of. He's very nonchalant about it, and he. Because mm. remember, yeah, it this takes is his their, time. Yeah, this is their first mission. They haven't done anything else before this, so John's not had to report anything before this. You'd think he would be listening out for it, wouldn't it? Come on, yeah. I want and would jump come on, on come it. On, come on. Yeah, no, he's like. Oh God! They sound like they're in trouble. Should I tell anyone? Ah, Not just yet, because you would think he would. I mean, um, at least um, tell his dad. Yeah. Well, we cut to Tracy Island. This, of course, is the first time we ever see Tracy Island, and it's very odd this first time to actually see stock footage of some beach somewhere to uh, to say that they are in some, you know. Yeah, I never really like the. uh... When they used actual photos of places or film of places, it, it just kind didn't, of takes you out yeah, of it, it a does, bit, yeah. doesn't it? That's weird, isn't it? That the real place takes you out of it because you, you're you're comfortably in this everything's manufactured world. Yeah. Um, well, the thing I don't understand though, John is very. He's, I understand he's sort of. He, they don't want. They don't want to. Uh, they don't want to launch themselves as the Thunderbirds rescuing a cat up a tree. They got to be a bit careful. But wouldn't you think he would go? Hmm. Tintin's on Fire yeah. Flash. No, I'm not going to tell anyone. It again. I wonder if the whole Tintin on board was added. That, uh, yeah, it might yeah. be. It might be um, just to go. Oh, I'd give it a personal threat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Perhaps Tintin wasn't in the originals. It would be interesting to find mm. that out, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But on Tracy Island, you've got Jeff staring at that rocket painting. Yeah. You know, the thing that tilts up with Virgil. What do you think he was doing? Thinking about rockets. Do you think he was going? Ah, oh, the good yeah. old days. Because we 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 learned from Carano that he was one of the first men on the moon. Yeah, but, but this, this is, is twenty sixties. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I've seen that explained away that he was one of the first people on the moon when mankind went to the moon to colonize the moon. But he's he's named all his kids after Mercury. Yeah, uh, and Apollo astronauts but they so, don't state that outright in the show though no do they? i well i suppose not but do you do you in the world of thunderbirds then is the idea that the mercury program happened the apollo program happened but they didn't land on the moon for another hundred years so that jeff could do it or did did neil armstrong land on the moon in 69 or, or, or jeff's I, just yeah. older than he looks yeah he might, might be. be yeah, yeah. All right. He's a liar. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. He's, he's, he's a billionaire, and rich people don't lie, do they? they no, never, no, never. So, yeah, the London Airport and everyone within five miles of it is going to yeah. be evacuated because of RH that's radiation hazard. That's, um, that's such a 1960s thing. You just couldn't do it. Mm. You imagine if they... I mean, they used to do it all the time in Doctor Who, it? On a phone call, the Brigadier would go, OK, we've evacuated London. Have you, mate? <laughs> Where have you put all these people? Yeah, and how do you know for sure? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got this whole thing. The Fire Flash has got to circle. They're not yeah. to attempt to land. Um, and you're, yeah, a, you're basically a flo- floating nuclear bomb. Yeah. Let's have you circle over London. The first thing they would do would be go and fly out over the Atlantic. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and John has heard all this. He's still listening yeah. in. Um, and uh, they're, they're going to, oh, we're doomed, they're doomed, yeah. you know, we're going to need a miracle, and he kind of like smugly says to himself, well, you might just get a miracle. And yeah, not if you uh, got anything to do with it. Get no. on with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get our first ever flashing of the eyes yeah. of, in, yeah. in the portraits. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love all these bits. I love all the Tracy Island gizmos and gimmicks and that. Yeah. It's great. And we see the boys for the first time. There they all are. There's Scott in his like natty uh, outfit. We're going to see that outfit for a lot because they only, they they did only film Scott's going out to Thunderbird once. In that one, in that one outfit. Yeah. He's a smelly man. Yeah. Um, Or by 2069, uh, all clothes are self-cleaning. Yeah. Maybe. Perhaps Brains invented it. Really? Maybe this 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 launch. I mean, stuff that you know. He's going across on that yeah. that, oh, that, that looks, extending ramp. It doesn't even hold on to the two small handrails. No. Can you imagine their first mission? Okay, Scott, it's time to go. Dun, 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 dun. Ah! <laughs> Anyone else can fly Thunderbird one? Brains, yeah. get up here! You're a complete idiot. And of course, this is the very first episode, so every launch is the full length yes, launch. Full length I mean, launch. sometimes they, they they repeat it, sometimes they trim it down a bit, don't they? But this but I think is the they full said, um, length. That, that was like the launch, the launch bay sequences. They were the most popular bit, weren't they? They got fan letters saying, "Keep showing them, to show it more." Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, as a kid, I loved it. I love these launch sequences. It, it is brilliant. Yeah, um, Thunder Thunderbird ones is brilliant. Virgil, you know, going off, as That's I say, my, this rocket painting. Favorite. Yeah. This is the first instance in his shows of, um, you know, you get somewhere by going down a slide. And yes. I'm sure that's because back then, you know, when we were little, you know, slides were a large part of your life. You know, Could you be, can yeah, recreate yeah. I'm Virgil on yeah. a slide going down into Thunderbird 2. Presumably um, one of the craft you had to get in by do it using the monkey bars or something. Um, yeah, it it's like yeah, as a kid, I mean that you're you're absolutely right. You're pro- that probably is the case because as a kid, every, every local park had a slide. You yeah. could pretend to be Virgil every Sunday morning. Yeah. I'd be down there on yeah. that. Yeah, and it's the Shout, same when the UFO comes Eric, along. Little Eric shouting out, "I'm Virgil." <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, we meet Bob Meddings, don't we? This, yes, uh, I, I like this. Potential hero. This is this is definitely added, isn't it? I think this is on. Oh, I think this, this goes on too added. long for yeah. it not to be anything. I, I but quite padding. like this though because we we rapidly get to the the point where everyone becomes so used to international rescue that like, oh, the bathroom light bulb's gone. Call international rescue. In this, they've got no concept, so they're like. If we go, if we're going to get out of this, we're going to get out of it ourselves. And yeah. uh, an RAF officer volunteers. I love the fact they go, "You're mental. <laughs> this is <laughs> you're going to get killed." But yeah, there you go, do it. We'll give it a go. Yeah, yeah. It's a good sequence. I like it. It's uh, it's got a, a nice little uh, nice little plane model with that twin boom. Yeah, the TX two hundred four target launcher. Yeah, it's great. I love the idea that yeah that that they're having blowing up planes in the English Channel. Yeah, yeah, in 2066, yeah. stuff well, all the boats that might be underneath them. Yeah, it's a, to be fair, they were probably shooting down drone targets over London, yeah. so they didn't seem to care. Um, but yeah, this whole sequence this was uh, it was also used in one of the airport films, wasn't it? Airport 71 or 72. Mm, yeah. They used this exact uh, this exact sequence of yeah. um, dangling someone behind a plane. It's very good. Uh, Ask first. Yeah, it's it's very good and yeah, you know yeah, done very well. Very the model work is excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thunderbird one arrives at London Airport and lands. I've never liked its spindly legs. No, I uh, I had the Comet model and um, 
I didn't like the spindly legs either. They they just they don't look strong enough. No, no. And the hood's there. He he he's yep. he's waiting in the back of his truck. I like I, the way he's got his yeah. policeman's outfit all all yep. all out and ready. I, I have another question about the hood. In I think we'll have a tally of is the hood an imbecile? So he's got this weird <laughs> idea that merely having photos of the outside of the craft yeah. is enough to replicate them. And make him imagine? the wealthiest man yeah. in the world. Can you imagine he goes to like uh, uh, an evil government? Um, pick whichever one you want. Uh, we won't bring politics into it. He goes to him. He says, uh, "I can supply you with uh, details of these fantastic craft. You'll be the world beer. Excellent. What have you got? I've got this photo of. He's like, okay, you got any uh, schematics, blueprints, um, components? I've got a photo from the other side as well." It no. doesn't. It, 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 it doesn't mean anything. I mean, he goes in the cockpit. I don't know how he yeah, gets in that, there, but but he just takes photos. Yeah, that, that doesn't mean anything. What does this control do? I don't know, but it's red. I mean, what? He's, he's an idiot. He's a complete numbskull. Um, also, how do you have an automatic camera detector? Yeah, what's a it? A passive thing. What's it doing? What's it keying yeah. on? Yeah, you know? it's, there's no way. It's like what. Taking a photograph is a passive thing. It's not putting anything out. It's receiving light bounced off of items. How does your detector detect that? I don't know. Unless, I mean, we see at the end in that comedy moment when the film comes out of his uh, natty little camera hat that it's it's regular 35mm or 16mm yeah. thing. Well, you know, you take a photo, there's a chemical process involved. Do you think it Maybe it sniffs that out. Yeah, it could be. Um, I love the fact that I bet most kids watching this now go, what's that stuff in his hat, Dad? Right. Oh, that's film, son. What's mm. film, Dad? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your granddad. Um, yeah, he's he's very old-fashioned, the hood. Um, but yeah, so, and, and Scott, it, it, he's got a button, he's got a light on his portable desk just to tell him that the someone's taking photos of the craft. His portable desk, yeah. right? This immense, huge How, desk. Where's it come out? Well, it's, he he says to yeah. the tower, I, I need help moving my equipment. Yeah. Have you got a sack truck? Yeah. Why? Why not just have that set up in Thunderbird 1? Yeah. Why do you have to take it all the way up to the top of the tower? I think it was actually, it's um, John's portable disco booth, isn't it? And he did, he's just pretending. He'd have more use for yeah. that up on the space station then. Yeah, you think so. Um why yeah why why isn't why doesn't he just sit on the craft and do it but he's got a he's so i just imagine some poor schlup has had to go and get a sack truck manhandle that into the lift it's huge get that up onto yeah it's like no dodgy it is but what's not dodgy is thunderbird 2 arriving this terrific oh, model yeah. shot yeah we've had in. we've had the best uh the best um, get into the craft sequence on this slide. The best launch sequence. Yeah. I mean, that's famous. Trundling out, palm trees fall, go down for no readily apparent reason. The wings aren't wide enough to do that. No. Um, but we've we've also had before that we had the first pod sequence. We all love them, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So Thunderbird, Thunderbird two would go up on its legs, and then the pods, 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 pogs, the pods would slide in. It was which pod is it going to be? Uh, and it wasn't until you actually build a model of Thunderbird U2, you realise that can't happen. <laughs> the pod is, is too long to go between the legs. Yep. Can't do it. Um, it's all trickery. 
But yeah, Thunderbird <laughs> 2 comes, great landing, great sound effect, comes down. I, I love Thunderbird 2, my favourite oh. uh, Thunderbird. I don't I don't know anybody that doesn't have... No, doesn't, um, yeah. or, or has a different favourite. Yeah, no one's going to go, I love Thunderbird 4, me. Well, let us no, know on the Facebook page yeah. if you, listener, um, prefer a different one. Because it's great, Thunderbird 2. Everyone wants to be Virgil. I did. He, he yeah, was my favourite then, and he, he was, still is now. Because I liked Scott, but he had no sense of humour. Hmm. Virgil, you imagine having a pint with Virgil, couldn't you? Scott would be in the wine bar. It's really weird. Yesterday, I watched Path of Destruction oh, right, yeah. over breakfast, and there's a different bloke doing Virgil's voice, and it's just not right. Oh. Yeah, he changed a couple of times, didn't he, Virgil? Mm. Um, I like when... the first one. Yeah, definitely. His voice matches his face, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Same as Shane Rimmer as Scott Tracy. It works, doesn't it? It does, yeah. You can't imagine anyone else. No, no. That pod three, when it opens, you've got um, the two very obvious um, uh, girder bridge parts. Yep. You know, those little squares either side of the hatch. Um, And out comes this master elevator car. Yes. Um, how, How does Virgil get into it? Uh, How does he get into the pod to begin with? Oh, I see what you mean. Well, uh, having made the transparent Thunderbird two with full interior. Oh, you got detail, one of them. I got. I bought one. Yeah, it's very good. It's a lovely model. Very nicely, all retooled. It's not the old three fiftieth scale. It's completely new tool. Um, there's quite a bit of interior, so I you probably there's probably a lift somewhere or stairwell. All right. I hope so. Do you, don't you find it convenient that? considering what happens to Elevator Car 3, that he's got remote control ones with him and he hasn't got, like, Virgil... Uh, sorry, uh, Gordon yeah. and Alan with him. Yeah, it, it would have been a different story had they not been radio-controlled because they would have probably lost Alan. Mm. Perhaps that's what they were hoping. I mean, it's lucky they bring a spare as well, isn't it? They might be more a, than one spare. Yeah, let that there. be a lesson. Always take a spare. Um, I like the Elevator Cars. Very iconic. Well, that beautiful um, design. Yeah. But what else would you use them for? Absolutely nothing. Got no other purpose than landing a nuclear jet on. I did think if if the pad thing that, you know, on the top of them can go up and down, somebody could get on it and, and go up and down like a cherry picker and clean your windows. Oh, yeah, you could do it. So you think that's <laughs> Virgil on the side does window cleaning? Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there, su- there, there's a comedy sequence there. Thunderbird 2 lands and it comes out. Uh, elevator, dun, 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 exciting music, pulls up outside the house, <laughs> Virgil appears on the cherry picker in a <laughs> in a cloth cap. Clean your windows, mate. No, no, they're, they're all right. You can do them next week. Oh, drives back. Dun, 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 dun. Start all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, the police have lost the hood because the hood has yes. legged it, hasn't he? And apparently yeah, he's on the M1 run. heading for Birmingham. Yeah. No other cars on the M1. No. Well, it was the 60s. Yeah, it wouldn't be the same now, would it? He, w- he wouldn't have got out. He'd be in a traffic jam. Yeah, he wouldn't have got past the M25, would he? No, no. Um, and yeah, and so um, Scott calls Jeff, and Jeff is like, uh, leave it to me. We'll call our London agent. Um, and then we meet the two uh, sort of breakout characters of Thunderbirds, isn't it? I Lady think them, Penelope them, and them Parker. Two, them two and Brains yeah. are the most famous. You yes, thought? we haven't mentioned Brains yet. We'll come back to Brains. But yeah, I, I think Lady Penelope Parker... I think Parker's the most famous because everyone, everyone knows 
someone that does a terrible Parker impersonation and it, everyone does it, tries to do it. Um, Parker's a great character. Oh, I love him. Really good. Yeah, I love his so, voice. Oh, yeah. David Graham. He's he's, he's having such fun yeah. with that with that voice. Yep. Um, <laughs> Sylvia Anderson, iconic as uh, Lady Penelope. Trouble is, all her voices sound the same. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, it's weird that they just had her doing all the female voices. It's the same in Captain uh, Scarlet, even when she's trying yeah. to do a French accent. Uh, yeah. That's Sylvia it's Anderson. Sylvia Anderson. Um, so, yeah, Lady P, she's got a stately home. Uh, idle rich, needs some cash, so doing yeah. a few... They have tourists. You know, tourists <laughs> in, yeah. come round, yeah. which she leads around. And she's got, for no readily apparent reason, a teapot that's a communications device. Yep. Um, rather than, I don't know, say just a communications device. Uh, but yeah, then we see uh, Fab One, mm. which is, uh, you know, a Thunderbird's vehicle in its own right. The pink Rolls Royce. Uh, I remember seeing uh, the full-size one when I was a kid at Fate. Oh, right. Yeah. It's still thing. around, isn't it? It's, yeah, um, yeah, it's um, still, uh, still kicking around. A museum of, uh, you know, famous in, cars, um, it's in the one in uh, Kendall, isn't it, I think. Is it? Yeah. Worth a visit. If you're ever up in Kendall, that is well worth a visit. If only to see the horrible state that the uh, Mad Max uh, Black on Black is in. Oh, moment. yeah, that would It'll depress me. It'll make you cry, mate. It'll make you cry. No, no, I'd, I'd rather not then. Yeah. Um, Virgil says, I mean, he and his radar control cars are, yeah. are already on runway 29, engines running, <coughs> running, and he, he gets a fault on number three. Right, yeah. which clears itself. Now, of course, this is padding because yeah. when they were doing the miniature filming, number three was never supposed to have uh, gone away like that. Um, right. That was a mistake. But Derek Meddings liked the shot so much, he went to Jerry Anderson and said, can we keep this in? And that's um, when they thought up the whole thing about having a spare. Yeah, and so, Jerry went, yeah, we need padding. I, I, I there's that, but also I love the fact that they don't get it right first time. Yeah. They have to have a second go well, at it. Very much a thing with Thunderbirds, wasn't it? It was keep trying till you get it done. Yeah. Very, very uh, uplifting show for kids. In that there's not you've got Hood, but there's not really any malicious villain. It's circumstance. That's what they're battling. Yeah. Uh, and it's just keep trying, keep trying to help people. Yeah. Amazing so, for the sixties. Yeah. So th- this this dialogue of Virgil saying I've got a fault and then yeah. oh it's cleared itself clearly has been filmed to explain yeah just you to know, explain what happened. three going along. Um, also you got Pad in there. You have got all the crash tenders moving in. Yeah. Um, um, which looks good. And uh, yeah, once the plane is one mile away, Virgil and the cars start moving and and here we go. Stunning model work from yeah. here on in. Um, yeah, it's it's pure visuals now. Yeah. Um, yeah when you, the plane, when, plane comes in. When you consider that the plane is being flown on wires yeah. and the elevator cars are being pulled on wires, I mean, that's a rolling road, but they're not traveling down no, it. This they're is being pulled along it. Astonishing, astonishing uh, techniques to get these shots. They use every technique in the book, and it's just magical. And what's amazing about this is We've seen these discs how many times? We, you know, we know Thunderbirds. But about 20 minutes in, you get hooked in this episode. Yeah. And by this point, I wasn't taking notes or anything. I was watching it. So, yeah. And then you get to the end, you go, oh, I better rewind and take some notes. Because the tension yeah. does build. The whole, it does, you know, yeah. It's 1. real good 1.4 miles, 1.2 miles, yeah. you know, 
off you go, Virgil. Get up to 108. You know, all this. It, it, yeah. it, it's tense stuff, it isn't is it? It is tense. Virgil gets a sweat on. He does. Yeah. He does. I like his concerned face. Yeah. We, we were talking yeah. on Stingray about that there's alternative heads. Because it's the, the first time he's done it, isn't it? Yeah. The only example we had last time was uh, Troy Tempest's smug face at the yeah. end. But this, this yeah, works this really concerned. well. How do you think they practice these? The Tracy Brothers. Do you think they like tried to land Thunderbird two on it or something? Like that? That's a very good point. Yeah. How do you test anything? Maybe there's an island know. next door that Jeff the also test owns. Is this like Jurassic Park? We'll suddenly get another island. Yeah, just yeah. out hitherto unto and hitherto unmentioned island. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, how would you practice this? You know what I mean? It's like you you need a runway that's. I mean, this runway is pretty long, isn't it? It's a very. Yeah. If he's doing 108 miles an hour, that is very yeah. long. Yeah. 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 I wonder if anyone's worked it out, actually gone into the timings and worked out how long this runway is. Well, in the future, they're very long. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, we know, the Fire is, that, it, Well, the Fire Flash is massive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it, it, it's got to be a long runway. But yeah, we get this wonderful sequence of it coming down. And like you say, uh, it's, it, they, you think they've got it and then car three goes off and they have to bring out the spare and then it comes down. Um, and it's a clever, clever sort of um, idea, mm. um, and, and it just it works so well. Yeah, they they eventually the plane comes down. Yeah, uh, so they have to go through it again. But this time, of course, yeah. we we get the music, don't yes. we? You know that fantastic tense music. Brilliant. Yeah, it's a good sequence. It's you know it's a good a good pilot episode this and it it really sets the scene oh it's superb all of this yeah. now you know cut your engines plonk yeah. goes the plane but then lift your port wing <laughs> yeah and then cut power again reverse rust all the brakes come on i yeah. love all the smoke coming off of yeah, the yeah it's brilliant the i don't know what they yeah, yeah the wheels are locking they put some goop on the uh on yeah. the tires i guess that's some sort of like thing to make the smoke or something well, like we used that. to do it on scale electrics didn't you squirt three in one oil to try and get into mm. smoke it might be something yeah. just simple like that i like the way that virgil's car because he is the hero of this story yeah. um it, it goes out of control and he yeah. crashes yeah. you know yeah it shows you that it generally things don't go to plan but they're versatile enough that they uh you know they they work it somehow yeah 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 and really like good. you say that's a good lesson to give to kids yeah you know brilliant yeah keep trying yeah if it doesn't work, do something else. I I did I did wonder when um, you know Jeff tells Lady Penelope um, you got to find him. He's somewhere on the M1 heading yeah. towards your way. How she would find him, but I considering know. they're the only two cars on the M1, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty Jeff, easy. Jeff, he's somewhere on the M1, is he? Do you know how long that is, you stupid American? Yeah, it. But they are. There's no other cars about. No, I do love the. Uh, you know, there's no cars about. May I have a try, my lady? <laughs> Just shooting machine guns on the M1. And yeah, it was a different time, wasn't it? It's amazing. They shoot their machine guns. Yeah. Um, in a very OTT way, uh, yeah. it goes through the barrier and crashes and explodes. And Lady Penelope is like, "Well done, Parker." Yeah. For all they know, the hood is dead. They've, yeah, just, they've murdered just murdered somebody. Man. Well done, Parker. Another notch to put on your bedpost. Um. Why don't they stop and make sure as well? Yeah. No, it's just home. Well, she's got a tourist party arriving, yeah. I suppose. But she was... I mean, I'm presuming Jeff told her, that guy's got some film we want back. 
is she going to stop and check, get the film back? What if the ambulance crew turn up and go, oh, this guy's dead. What's, what's this? It's a roll of film. Well, you say ambulance crew. Yeah. I mean, are, is, is there going to be an ambulance crew turn up? Because no, I think it's like just, that, darling, 999. That's why, that's why no one's on the road, because it's a white line nightwear. It's just, it's Mad Max. <laughs> no one's driving on the M1 because it's like Death Race 2000. This yeah. pink Rolls Royce will turn up with a machine gun. With pink Rolls Royce, yeah. 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 I reckon on the side of the roads, if they panned across just car after burnt out car, that Lady Penelope is just machine gunned everyone. <laughs> um, is this um, a first in the Jerry Anderson shows to actually see blood on a puppet? Uh, I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to say... I, possibly, yeah. Because up till now, it's not the sort of thing you get, is it? It's <coughs> Stingray was very, very sort of uh, cartoony. I mean, there was never really any violence as such. No. But yeah, I think this. You, you might be right. This is the first time we see blood. As he vows revenge, he will get the information. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's uh, the hood. Very rapidly outstays his welcome. There's a reason they sort of drop him, don't they? He's not in a lot of them. Because, I, seem, yeah. I seem to remember every story with him in ends with some comedy pratfall yeah. music at the dun, end. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and him swearing uh, revenge. As he's been humiliated yeah. yet again. Do you think he's the sort that, like, he goes to Tesco and he goes, uh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Hood, uh, it's only uh, three uh, milk cartons per person now. And he goes, I swear revenge on you. Yeah, he, he's an idiot. I don't like the Hood. He's, he's a very weak villain. I think we're going to have fun when we talk about it. Yes, I think so. We've, we, we've got to remember all these little points we make yeah. about the hood ready to sum up at the end. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it. I mean, we go back to Tra- Tracy Island. Everyone's yeah. relaxing. The doctor yeah, comes in to say, again, Carano's yeah, all right. Very traditional. Usually there was a scene where we, we wrapped up with the Tracy boys and it almost always ended in the Star Trek laughing mm. moment. Didn't it? Um, Usually at Alan's expense. Uh, not yeah, this the, time. Not this time, no. The doctor says Carano's okay. And Jeff goes, well, why isn't he back at work, the lazy bugger? <laughs> he, he could be. He could be washing the dishes. That's true, yeah. Could be. Yeah. Um, I was yeah looking... Again, Carano, you'd think he would mention something, wouldn't he? Yeah. About his brother. But, but no. Does he? I was expecting a uh, celebratory drink from one of the brothers, but no, yeah. no, no, very, no yeah, smoking very lax in this. On the, very lax on the smoking, drinking. Yeah. I think we've only got one sexism as well. So yeah. good, good show, Thunderbirds. We, we got well done. one point um, yeah. for Thunderbirds. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it ends with boys think we're in business, um, yeah. says Jess, as Virgil plays or starts to play the theme to Thunderbirds. So that's yeah. a bit surreal. It is. So that means that the Thunderbirds theme exists in the Thunderbirds universe. Yes. I wonder what it was. Did they rip someone? It was probably a, a instrumento by Cliff Richard Jr., wasn't it? Cliff Richard Jr. That's all to come. All right. So uh, that's the story over. Uh, and, <laughs> that was the most fantastical part, wasn't it? That they thought Cliff Richard might have a son. Mm. Mm. We are in fantasy, aren't we? <laughs> they misjudged him, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's that. That's our yep. first uh, Thunderbird story. And wasn't it enjoyable? Oh, it's brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a lovely little 50 minutes of my life. Yep, yep, yep. I'm that little 10-year-old again. Yes. Yeah. It does. It takes you back. Yeah. I immediately, I immediately, you, I don't know whether you're the same, I immediately wanted to build a Thunderbirds kit. I was like, oh, what have I got? I've got Fire Flash. I might make Fire Flash. 
Yeah. Have I, you got a Fire Flash? I have, yeah. I uh, When um, when Hobbycraft first got them in, I bought one of the Fire Flashes. Um, and it, I've just not never built it. <laughs> I'll have to get yeah. it sometime. Yeah. Hmm. It's a nice looking kit, but yeah, if you're if you're in the the, the mood to build a, the transparent Thunderbird two, that is a very nice kit actually. I've got to get the regular one first. I told yeah. you I was in my local branch. Yeah, and, sold uh, out. Like they sold out. So oh, it's just amazing. Hmm. Uh, on the back of um, people anticipating this show, I reckon. That's what it is. We said Eric and Ian are going to be talking about Thunderbirds. I better buy a fifty quick quid buy kit. It up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. They are overpriced for what they are. From they are, but they are lovely. I've got I've got the Thunderbird yeah. three, and that, that's oh, you got a the lovely. three. Yeah, I know yeah. you had the one, didn't you? You bought the one, made it. You had some videos on that. No, I haven't got one. I've only got. Oh, three. was it three? Perhaps it was three. I remember you I've bought got three one. in the mole. I remember watching something. You got a mole. You might want I to see got... a doctor. <laughs> um, is it? Was it still motorized the mole, or did they take all that out? No, you can see the stuff was there for yeah. it. I remember in uh, in the eighties when when Comet got all the. Uh, in my kits in from Japan and I bought pretty much one of everything uh, and the mole was still motorized it was great little remote control and, mm. yeah because didn't the, the nose turn as well the drill yeah, bit yeah yeah the, the drill bit turned the side bits went backwards and forwards that's right yeah and it wheeled along yeah <laughs> good uh, kits it'd be good kits. to have, get a nice big radio control version of that yeah. have you got a, a dinky <laughs> only in cold weather <laughs> I used to have one yeah, I haven't. I haven't had one no, since I, I was a kid. I haven't. I I keep meaning to get one, but they they've sort of um, gone up a bit in price, haven't they? Right. Since right. we were collecting. Yes. Uh, behind the scenes on Trapped in the Sky, yep. um, Alan there. He had one line of dialogue which was "Okay, Dad," yeah. or something like that, and um, it My wasn't Matt Zimmerman, Tracy. wasn't it? Oh right. No, no, it's uh, Ray it? Barrett. Oh, um, Vic is. Uh, friend on the hmm. rescue yeah. yep yep um a lot of Aussies in this program what's going on yeah um bob meddings yep is named after the the bob is from bob bell who was the art director Makes on the sense, show yeah. and meddings of course after Derek, Derek meddings yeah. so bob meddings um a, a lot of the information i've got now coming up um i owe to fanderson and um fanderson still have going. Their, yep still going um and they have a shop for for members, and they produce these um, uh, publications called close ups. Okay, and it's in the format. You know, you've you, you've got a couple of them about the bubble gum cards or yes, whatever. You yeah, know, they those. do some lovely merchandise guides. Yeah, they're like they're like portrait yeah. shaped yeah. guides, and uh, yeah, they do. They've got a close up on. Um, Thunderbirds. So some of this information is coming out of that. So I'm indebted to them. Um, the map that you see of uh, London Airport and the yeah. vicinity, that's actually Marineville. Oh, okay. If you look at it, they've reused I didn't it. Notice, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently inspiration for this story, because this was written by Jerry Anderson and Sylvia Anderson. Yeah. Um, did you know, I mean, it says Jerry and Sylvia Anderson, but it's it's Jerry who thought it up, but it's Sylvia. He dictated it, and Sylvia typed it. And he, he, he just, you know, to thank her for that, he he decided to have a Jerry and Sylvia and a story That's by good. Jerry. And so she, I don't think she came up with anything. It was all Jerry. But she she knew the spellings and stuff. Probably yeah, could type. yeah. And uh, yeah, women apparently... very good typists, of course. <laughs> 
because their, their fingers are nimble from doing all that cooking yes and knitting and knitting and yes. sewing <laughs> yes we're we're veering dangerously close we now. are yes um no the, the inspiration for this idea of the um you know the plane not being able to land came from jerry's uh, national service all right. uh, when he was in the raf um near me raf manston um it was an raf base uh, back in those days um when he was up in the control tower there and a plane had to come in and make an emergency landing, its uh, undercarriage wouldn't deploy. So Did they land, land... The back of three minis or something? <laughs> that would have been fun. Um, that the All the footage you see of the emergency services, you know, um, the crash tenders going out, that was reused in Captain Scarlet in the episode oh, Flight right. 104. Um, this is the only ever appearance of the elevator cars. Yeah, you never well, see them again. There was a there was a few a few pod vehicles that you did see, but most of them were one offs, weren't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to know how Jeff Tracy made his money because he's got a lot of it to throw away. Well, he's developed all this technology, but he won't share it because it might no. be used uh, for evil. Yeah. What I love though is like um, in this fictional world, you get a, a, a multi billionaire, and he's using his money. For the good of mankind, yeah, we get Jeff Bezos, yeah, building his own spaceships, yeah, we get Donald Ooh. Trump. Do you think he's trying to put his brother John off up there? <laughs> yeah, why? Why doesn't Donald Trump ever like you know build a spaceship? And do something decent, into space. Yeah, just do uh, anything decent, mate. Yes, um, the TX two hundred four pilot. Did Jeff ever pay off porn stars? I wouldn't be surprised. That was, that was the episode they cut. Maybe that's why John's up in space, you know. Yeah, he's been he's bothering got, too many got, ladies. He's got the videotapes, yeah. Or, or that, yeah. Um, the TX-204 pilot yes. um, um, is a reused uh, puppet from Stingray. Oh, right. It was Lieutenant John that's Fisher. That's why he's a bit Stingray. lumpy. Yeah. There's um, a guy up in that control tower. You can tell that's an ex-Stingray yeah. puppet because it's too caricatured. It doesn't yeah, they, fit with all the others. Although they still are. They're not quite reached human proportions, but the, the sculpting is, is really good, isn't it? You compare, say, Scott to uh, Troy Tempest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really, really nicely sculpted. Yeah. That co-pilot, the co-pilot of the um, TX-204, yeah. Um, you can also see him in the departure lounge at London Airport in a different outfit. But yeah, it might have been the same person. He might be. Yeah. 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 Um, the doctor at the end of the episode, yeah. he's a passenger in the departure lounge as well. Yeah. It could have been him. Small world. Yeah. He might be on his way to Tracy Island. Yeah. Um, and the guide who talks to uh, Tintin, she's later in the lounge on the Firefly. Yeah. But that could have been. She might be just off duty. It could be, yeah. They could. It could be all one huge coincidence. Yeah, and the end of this episode, the music is is different because oh, I didn't know. Yeah, no, no. It's the launch music for Thunderbird One, right? It's not your traditional end credit music. Right. Just for episode one, you've got Thunderbird One's launch music, and the reason for it is that there was going to be a song at the end, ah, Fireball right, XL Five yeah. and uh, Stingray. I but, wonder what um, the song has the song ever been released? Well, it says the 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 song was sung by Gary Miller, right? But it was deemed unsatisfactory and removed weeks before its airing. So they 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 um didn't have anything else. So that they put that on. Ah, oh, I wonder why it was. 
I don't know. I'll try and find it and see yeah, if it's on good, YouTube yeah. and put a link. All right, so this this story then, uh, Thunderbirds then, it's got a dodgy tally of one for that yep, bit of sexism. Good. So It does get worse, doesn't it? It, it will do. I yeah. mean, they're going to be accumulative. I'm not going to say... Yeah. In Thunderbirds, there was one point in this, one point in that. Um, I'm going yeah, to add, just add, add, add them all up. So at the moment, the most dodgy story, uh, uh, um, sorry, um, show is Fireball XL5. That's yeah, got a score of three. All right. And now we've got zero for Stingray and Thunderbirds one. All right. Cool. No death tally this time nope. because nobody died. I think very few people die in thunderbirds people might have died afterwards of cancer because those yeah. those uh, passengers were getting radiation weren't they yeah they said we got to get first class off uh, you're gonna have to wait <laughs> yes. sit down yeah um we won't be doing the act a bit because this is ray barrett isn't it yeah and, and yeah. uh he played king titan from last time so we've already done his He's genre tally and itc tally yeah he is the voice of john tracy and he was for one line yeah. the voice of alan tracy in this all right. Oh, very good. Um, so, here we go. John Tracy, then. Yeah. Uh, in design-wise, what do you rate him? It's it's difficult, because all, the, all the, the Tracy boys generally wear the similar uniforms, don't they? Except like, he's got a pink got sash. Pinky lavender And a sash. bit of a blonde quiff. I think the, the, the sculpting on the puppet is very nice. It doesn't look like Ray Barrett, though. So I don't know who they based it on. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like John. I, I always thought it'd be nice to see him do some other stuff. I thought he'd be very underused. Mm. Um, so I, I do like the facial sculpt on him. Um, I'm going to give him a six. I think. Okay, I, I, I was going to give him a seven, but no, I think I'll stick at six yeah. as well. How effective is this uh, rather wet, bland he, person? He, he is a bit boring, isn't he? Like I say, he shows no oomph. Like, this is their first mission. He gets a radio transmission about the plane that Tintin's on. Unless he doesn't like girls. Might have wanted to get her out of the way. Pink sash. Yeah. Mm. So, they might be truth in this rumour. Um, yeah, he's, he's very laid back. Everyone's a little bit laid back in this, I think. Very stiff upper lip. I think if that was Alan yeah. up there, he would have got excited. Oh, yes. we've, we've I, got a call. It would be like Ghostbusters. We've got yeah. one. He would have it gone. reminds me very much. I watched um, Dan Busters, you know, the mm. 50s film last night. And everyone's the same in that. It's like, uh, we're going we're gonna to go and bomb. Oh, jolly good. Let's do it. Very, that sort of era, British stiff upper lip. One other thing, though, if you're, I, do you know the, you know the Dan Busters film and yeah, the story? Yeah. yeah, 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 you know that. Um, on on Sky, I didn't know this. This is something new I learned. According to Sky, um, Guy Gibson's dog was called Trigger. Was it? In the film, it is now. They've redubbed it all. Have they? Yeah, because obviously you can't say the N-word. Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, no, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so his dog's called Trigger, and the key word when the, the, the Mona Dam goes is Trigger. And it's, it's so badly dubbed. Oh, dear. No, I hadn't oh. thought about that. I, I I understand why they've done it, but it's sort of your rewriting history there. That's a bit dodgy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it was what it was at the time. Mm. Um, All right then. But effectiveness. Yeah, 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 effectiveness. He's a bit of a wet blanket. Um, I'm going to drop down to a five. Oh, I gave him a four. Oh, actually, I'll join you on four. 
a four. I'll join you on a four, yeah. He's, he's a bit... He's no Scott or Virgil, is he? No. All right, so that gives Wait him... Wait talk about Gordon. <laughs> um, well, that gives him a, a, a final tally of five. Okay, middle of the road, which is John. Yeah, and he's middle of our list because yeah. um, we've got three on the list and he's in the middle. Yeah. Oh, we've right. got King Titan with an eight and 4.25 is the subterrain chief from yeah. Fireball XL5. So that's a five. For our very first hero is so decidedly a, average. He's in a villain sandwich there, isn't he? Yes, he is. Who, how long before somebody joins him in the caravan or what, whatever we're going to be putting them in? I, I, I don't know, because we're, we're sort of ramping up quality going next, aren't we? We're, yeah. We're going up a bit, I think. Well. Oh, no, we still, we've got... Yeah, we are. We're going up with this. Captain Scarlet, then Joe Knight. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, vehicle talk then. Yes. Um, Because we're voting on some vehicles today as well, aren't we? We are, yeah. Uh, The TX-204 target carrying aircraft will go on to be seen in the Mighty Atom and Edge of Impact. Oh, right. I didn't realise. I mean, it's good that they reuse. Again, it it gives the world a look, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, This is one of those planes that that's obviously been presumably modified from a an existing aeroplane kit or something. Uh, so it's slightly futuristic, but not too futuristic. I quite like it. it I like remind, the width of it. Yeah. It reminds me a bit of the um, the Flight of the Phoenix style yeah. thing that's going on with twin booms and that. Um, do it, is this just design or is this on... No, this is a general out of 10. General out of 10. Uh I'm going to give it a five and a half. Is that all? Yeah, I like it, but it is, it's not, it's not futuristic or anything. It's, it's a nice plane, but it's just a plane. It, yeah, it, it's an unusual shaped plane. Yeah. It hasn't got a flamboyant color scheme or no. anything. I like the grayness of it, you know. So It's realistic. Yeah, no, no, that's what I like about it. Yeah. I like the fact that it, 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 it carries target aeroplanes, which it then launches, yeah. you know. Um, all right, but what about the Firefly? What? Fireflash, I like. Fire, the, sorry, yeah. sorry, Fireflash. Firefly, I like as well in uh, you know the Serenity, but that's a different story. Um, of course, the Fireflyer yeah. is another Thunderbird two vehicle as well. That's true, it? actually. Yeah, yeah, that, that little um, the little yellow one. The little yellow one. I, yeah, I made one the other day. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, when I did my clear Thunderbird two, I say the other day. It's about two months ago. Oh, okay. It's the other day to me. Um, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, yes. uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Fireflash. Fire uh, I like Fireflash. It comes back, doesn't it? It's in another episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like the design. It's uh, it's wacky, but it's again, it's got a bit of realism to it. So I'm going to give this a seven. I do like this one. Okay, uh, I'll join you in that seven. Yep. And what about the elevator cars? I thought we'd do them um, as well. I've made so many because almost all of the in my kits you got fire flash, uh, fire flash. You got uh, elevator cars with, um, ranging from totally inaccurate on the early ones to very very accurate now. Um, I do like them. It's I had this on Super Eight as well, so I used to watch it over and over as a kid. Uh, I like the fact that they're they're the start of the <coughs> Derek Medin's dirty grid grungy. Yeah world it's, it's it's great they look used again they're meant to be brand new though 
So I don't know how have they that, tested. That them? is a very good. Um, yeah. They must have been testing them on that other yeah. island quite a bit. Do you think the the Tracy boys have been riding them about like Mario Kart around the island? Maybe. Could be. Uh, yeah, they look great. They look like they got weight and heft. Mm. When that, the suspension's working, suspension, it's great. Uh, I'm going to give these. I'm going to give the elevator car an eight. So like do it. I. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we've got an eight for the elevator car. Yep. We've got a seven for the fire flash, and we've got six point two five for the TX two hundred four. All right, quite, quite nice scoring for Thunderbirds. Yep, the only vehicle we've got so far already on the vehicle tally is the Terrorfish. Oh, right. Which is seven and a half. So yeah, the top two at the moment, or, or sorry, the top three. First place, the elevator car, then the terror fish, then the fire flash. That's I got the feeling the, um, the vehicle tally will be crowded top end. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got some classics we to be talking about. We have, yeah. Um, all right. Um, the next bit of this show that we do, Ian's openings, ooh-er. Ooh-er. Where, I, I think I know the answer to this. Where do you put, at the moment, you've got number one Stingray, number two Fireball XL5. Where do you put Thunderbirds? Go straight in at the top. I didn't have to ask, did I? No, it's, it, it, they're, they're, they're honing their talent at making these opening credits. And these are, again, we, we bandy Iconic around all the time, but this is, you could show this to anyone and they'll understand it. There was, there was an art to making titles that seems to be lost these days. You imagine if they remade Thunderbirds now. I mean, not talking about the cartoon one or the orphan film, but if they did a TV version, a reboot, you would just have white on black titles, a Thunderbirds, yeah. and, then it'd go, and that's all you would get as titles. These were great. Loved them. Fabulous. Yes. Um, does this go on your top 10 Anderson stories list? Uh, what have I got at the moment? All you've got on there at the moment at number one is the very first episode of Stingray. Yeah, this goes in there. Straight in at number one. So so Stingray becomes your number, number two. two yeah. yeah, this is going in. This is my first one on my list. So that's yeah. number one for me as well. Blimey, we've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes. I thought this would be a bit of a long one. Like I said before, every time we talk about a show for the first time, it will be longer than normal because we've got to talk about our backgrounds to it, haven't we? And what what was weird as well is when we we actually recorded this in two sections because the first time we recorded it was only half an hour long and we've padded (laughs) out. So see which bits we padded. (laughs) Yes. All right, so that's Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds, yeah. Out of the way, so of course. It's coming back though. We'll come back to you, Thunderbirds. Yes, but uh, before that, we've got to move on yes. uh, by a year or so, and we go to Captain Scarlet next. Yes, uh, which we have discussed uh, more recently, haven't we? We did uh, an effectively. We speaking. did, we did, yeah. but this time it's different it, but, yeah. because this time I thought instead of just having the first episode, we should talk about the first two episodes two, yeah. because it's not clear what's going on to Spectrum and the world. Until the second episode, yeah. that's when they realise Captain who, Black has vanished. Who are we talking about? Who well, I character? thought, because of course, we never do see the Mistrons. I no. We could talk about what we see of the Mistron City, but that yeah. of course isn't the Mistrons. That could be a, a villain. And the other one will be uh, the the late Captain Brown. Because oh, he Captain dies. Brown trousers, yes. <laughs> I think it was brown trousers when that car goes off the cliff. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. 
So, oh, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, next time, unless when, while we're watching it, we see somebody else in those two episodes yeah. we could talk about. But at the moment, it'll be Captain Brown and the Mistrons, not Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons. I don't think it would have caught on. Captain Brown and the Mistrons. Captain Brown. Dum, 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 Do you know anybody, when they're talking about Jerry Anderson shows, that ever calls that show Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons? Nah, they just call it Captain Scarlet. It's just Captain Scarlet, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Should have been called Captain Scarlet is a Mistron, shouldn't it, really? Or is he? Mm, that's to be debated, isn't it? Is he a zombie, then, if he's not? Yeah, I think so. Well, he is the living dead. He is. Yeah. He is a zombie. Yeah. Anyway, that, that that's next time. Yes. All right. That's in two weeks' time. to that. Good stuff. Okay. Thanks, then, Ian. No problem. Thanks, then. See you, then. Bye-bye. Bye.